0: Hey, welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard earned career to become a seven figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I'm hell bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail.
1: And your co-host,
0: Todd Reedy. And this week's episode is all about sunk cost fallacy. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to define it, but first... The reason why I really want to talk about sunk cost fallacy is because when I quit being an emergency vet, like if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me or or made the comment that, oh, but you put so much time into learning how to be an emergency vet. You spent so much time in school and so much time working and you have all these student loans. Like, how can you quit? And it's easy. I quit because it fucking sucks. <laughs> and the sunk cost fallacy is it describes our tendency to follow through on an endeavor if we have already invested time, effort, or money into it, whether or not the current costs outweigh the benefits. And it's essentially irrational. It's completely irrational to continue in an endeavor just because you spent a lot of time, effort, and money on it. But we do it, you see it every day. People doing it staying in marriages that are no longer serving them, staying in jobs that are no longer serving them all because of this sunk cost fallacy. But the decision is is crazy. Like if you were to pretend the past didn't exist and it was just from this day forward with the information you have now, if you asked me would I have become a vet, I would say hell no. Like Anytime somebody says they want to be a veterinarian, like my friend's kids or something, I'm like, don't let them do it. Don't let them, you know. So why would it make sense for me to continue in a job just because I spent time and money and effort into it when I'm telling other people they shouldn't do it? I'm dreading every day. At this point, my happiness should outweigh the fact that I put this time and effort into it beforehand. That shouldn't be the thing I base My future endeavors on. And Todd has a little example.
1: (laughs) So I heard this example years ago, and it's super simple. Like we're talking about big things right now, right? We're leaving a job, a long term relationship, who knows? But rolling it back to a simple example is say you have to go to the grocery store. You get in the car, it's a 10 minute drive, and you realize, or some new information comes to light seven minutes in that, oh, the grocery store is closed. You wouldn't continue on to the grocery store because that was your initial plan or that's where, you know, you've made all this progress to get to the grocery store. Now you have new information that would negate that decision and you should pivot. So, I mean, that seems so easy to, like, rationalize. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the grocery store. It's closed. But we do it all of the time with big decisions because it's scary and Yeah, we're just influenced because we put all that time, money, effort, tears, blood, however it is, that we got to just keep grinding it out, keep going. That was the path, but it can be silly.
0: Yeah, and I tell, I try to tell people all the time, like, that's just the sunk cost fallacy, telling you that you should continue something just because you've put effort into it. And, I mean, I wish that I had paid attention to it more. Like, I don't think I really learned about it until after I quit maybe even but yeah and I wish I applied it to my past marriage some friendships that weren't serving me anymore some business decisions I've made I mean really if you think you are a rational being and that you're making decisions logically you really shouldn't include the past in the decisions you make about your future and I know that sounds weird I mean you should you should basically use all the available information to decide from today forward, does this thing serve me? And should I continue it? And the past shouldn't really affect your decisions. It should be all based on like, your current knowledge of the situation. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's such like a human nature to want to hold on to things, right? Mm -hmm. People, experiences, objects, it's a conscious effort to make a switch. As opposed to just, you know, the status quo is the easy thing to keep going, even though it may not be right. Right. It's just human.
0: I know. And humans are freaking crazy. Like We think we're so smart and so rational. That's what I think is so funny about the sunk cost fallacy is because it's genuinely an irrational decision that we're making to keep ourselves in a horrible position, essentially, because a lot of the times if we're wanting to pivot out of something and we are justifying not pivoting out of it because of our sunk costs, I mean, we're just completely ignoring our well-being, our happiness, everything we've learned about How much this thing sucks (laughs) and what we want for our future. I don't want to work a shitty job in my future. Like, I don't want to do things that bring me unhappiness in my future. So, why would I choose to stay in those things just because of past events? Like, it genuinely doesn't make sense, but it is. 100% human nature to make decisions that way. And I've see it over and over and over again, where people are like, Oh, yeah, but I got a degree in it. Or I can't believe you did that because you spent so much money or you have six figures. I still have six figures of student loans. Guys, my loans don't care where the money comes from. It doesn't have to come from that job to get paid off. It can come from anywhere. So yeah, like, once you start seeing things and even in business life whatever even in little things like you have to you have to take sunk cost fallacy into consideration that your mind is trying to make you make a poor decision <laughs> like what is wrong with our brains
1: <laughs> yeah but we do it every day like yeah. how many times have we started watching a movie or reading a book and it's not fun. It's not entertaining. We have to finish it. You got to finish because you started it. <laughs> yeah. And right. That's a, such an easy thing to fall into. Of, oh, it's just a little bit longer. It's only got 15 minutes left. We should see how it ends. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I only have 10 more pages. Yeah. And I could see that being true in bigger things too. Right. So say you, you didn't have this epiphany about your unhappiness at work and you only had five years left to retire. Do you just eke it out or five years left do you just say oh i'm gonna switch everything up so
0: that brings up the good a good point of like i bet that if you're closer to the end it's even harder to make that decision
1: yeah like a point of no return of oh it's the endings right there Mm -hmm. let me just push through
0: yeah because if you're watching an hour and a half movie and the first 15 minutes in you hate it it might be easier to turn off than the last 15 minutes where you got to see the ending yeah I never even thought of that. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: so where is that? (laughs) Where's the line? Where do you draw the line? I guess Mm -hmm. it depends on how much you sunk in, Mm -hmm. how much time you put in, and how much time is
0: left. Yeah, but those things shouldn't... We shouldn't be basing our opinions on any of that, really. You know? Like, you you shouldn't write out the clock just because the clock isn't that long. Like, you should still in my opinion, pivot if something isn't serving you 100% of the time. But like our brains don't let us do that. We have to consciously be like, wait, hold on a second. I don't actually like this thing. And I don't want to do it for five more years. All right. So how do you think people,
1: including us, how can we recognize the bad decisions or the things that we're stuck in that we think we have to continue to push through?
0: Well, I think a lot of people hold a lot of shame and guilt for some of their past decisions. And I think that has to be part of the things we let go or forgive ourselves for to move forward. I think that's part of it. And also just realizing, I mean, so much power isn't just the realization of that you're caught up in the sunk cost fallacy is one. I mean, you really have to think of it as like, okay, if I... Do not consider the past, because this is what I've said to people. If I'm just standing here today on, what is it, a Monday? The episodes drop on Thursday, so we'll say it's a Thursday. It's just a random Thursday, and if I don't take into account anything I've done in the past as far as my bad decisions or the degree I got or the crap ton of student loans and stuff, and I just want to move forward from today on and become my best self and follow my energy and pursue my true purpose and what's going to make me happy in life and all that kind of stuff, become an entrepreneur or something like that, you know, like what decisions would I make? It definitely wouldn't be going back and working at an emergency hospital. So if I was still working at one, that's another sign besides everything else in the world that I shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) Right. I mean, and you can look at it, Not from like an energy and a happiness and a woo woo standpoint, but like in business, there's a lot of businesses that will continue doing things that are not working. We could talk about COVID. This is just a light bulb moment for me too, because there were a ton of businesses, especially around Albuquerque, that closed and blamed the pandemic for it. There are a bunch of the same businesses same kinds, whether they're restaurants or like parking structures or whatever that stayed in business because they pivoted. And I think really the sunk cost fallacy is not like thinking, especially with business, like, oh, well, I've done this forever and it's always worked. So I'm going to keep doing it. It's okay. Times have changed. What I've done in the past may not work anymore. How can I look to the future and change what I'm doing so that my business survives? So that's one way to look at it, the sunk cost fallacy. And the world is changing. I mean, who knows? I I used to have people when they started coaching with me say like what they wanted their life to look like in five years. And now I've shortened it to two years because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen in five years. Who the hell knows? Like the last couple of years have been crazy. But yeah, in business, I mean, you can look at things as easy as, okay, we've been doing this thing forever and it's not making us money. So we're not going to continue doing it because of money and make it a really easy decision where it's just like this thing costs us money. So moving forward, we are going to pivot instead of continuing doing the thing that costs us money. But it's also a lot of times more. It's more than that. Like the people who had to pivot, like the restaurants that had to pivot to takeout or something to keep their business alive or like online shopping, like the boutiques that started online stores to keep their business alive. Pivoting is like crucial to life. Right? (laughs) Things constantly
1: change. And if we're stuck with our blinders on, right, we may not see it or notice it. And I think probably the biggest takeaway for me as we're discussing this is just like being intentional with how we spend our time and our money and our energy, right? Of is this really serving me now? Is it going to serve me in the future? Or is it Mm -hmm. just, oh, this is the status quo. I've always made this decision. We've always done business this way. I've always lived my life this way. But is that worthwhile
0: yeah is that still serving you yeah
1: so just analyzing kind of the decisions the habits is the only way you can get out of it right
0: right and i think it's very empowering to think that okay this might have been my status quo for a while but i don't like it so from this point forward i'm changing it whether that's a relationship a job a business anything I think that's powerful to know that you can change things moving forward and that you don't have to be stuck in the same thing you've been doing all the time, just because it's been what you've been doing all the time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you can pivot once and that may be a good choice. But, you know, in one month, one year, one decade, that may change again, right? Depending on every imaginable circumstance in your personal life, family life, the world, I used to be so stuck on like the idea of permanence and oh, how yeah. like I'm doing something, so I'm always gonna be an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I started. I'm gonna always be an engineer.
0: Oh yeah, I've gotten that too. Like you're gonna be a photographer forever.
1: Yeah, but no. Uh
0: no, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Again, five years from now, the world's gonna be completely different. So I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's quite okay. Nothing is permanent. Things may be good now which may not work later. So yeah, being flexible to that, I think is also a very important lesson that I had to come around to was things can change and that's okay. It could we get better, could we get worse and then you just change again.
0: True. And that also kind of doubles back to this all or nothing mindset that I see a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs have where they think, It's just all or nothing. It's like, I'm going to be a photographer forever, or I'm not going to be a photographer, or I'm going to do this forever, or I'm going to have or I have to do this perfectly at 100% or I'm not doing it at all. And I think that kind of that applies to what we're talking to as well. Yeah, because you don't have to do a pivot. Like none, none of the decisions we make have to be permanent and last 50 years. This idea that when we're 18 years old, we pick a career and then we just work that career forever it is crazy. 18-year-old might didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> she had no idea. She like, I thought I was, you know, I thought I knew everything. But even now, as I'm almost approaching 40, I'm still learning things every day. And I think the reason I'm learning things is because... I'm a business owner and I constantly have to evaluate myself and the world around me in order to like survive, you know, whereas before, yeah, I had blinders on and I was just going to put my head down and be an ER vet forever. And that's just not how life has to be. We can pivot as many times as we want. And I encourage that. And yeah, I don't want to ever get stuck in this on cost fallacy. I could quit one of my businesses tomorrow if I wanted to, if it wasn't serving me anymore, and that would be totally fine. It doesn't matter that I spent years growing it or whatever. I can always do something new that will, I don't know, like Marie Kondo says, bring me joy.
1: <laughs> How important do you think it is that we follow through on things for other people? Because what brings or why I'm thinking about this is we may choose to do things and if we change or stop, I don't know, that may make us look like uh, we're
0: flip-floppers. Like what if something doesn't serve you, but other people are depending on you? That kind of thing? Um, no,
1: no, that's not what I was really thinking. I was thinking more of just per- this perception and how, how other people's thoughts may influence us to oh. stick with something or to quit on something.
0: I see. Yeah. Because yeah, if you are not letting yourself succumb to the sunk cost fallacy and you're pivoting and changing things, then yeah, you could be labeled as like a quitter or something. I think quitting is just fine. If it's yeah, the right <laughs> if it's time. it's the right thing. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that, though, this idea that they're quitting something and that they are like a failure. Oh, this is a good This is a good talking point. Yeah. This idea that, like, oh, I failed at emergency medicine. I don't think I failed as an emergency vet. I think I was a fucking awesome vet. I think the system failed me and my managers and my bosses failed me. That's how I feel about it. And I'm lucky because I didn't care what people thought at that point, (laughs) you know? And I know a lot of people aren't. Like, I know a colleague of mine who really wanted to quit but she was even farther in her education like she did a residency and had two children and she was afraid of what people were gonna think of her if she quit her job and that honestly like never entered my mind like what people were gonna think and i was very proud of being a doctor but i'm even more proud that i quit that and i'm even more successful now as far as I define it, like I love that identity for me that I quit something because it didn't serve me. I love that. But a lot of people don't have that. They are worried about what people think. And I think, I mean, how do people overcome that? I think you really need a community that supports you because people are going to accuse you of being crazy.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> I struggled with that for, for sure when I was quitting because a lot of my friends were also engineers working at the same lab. Because I had rolled up a lot of my identity in my career, so leaving that, I thought I was going to be like leaving my friends mm-hmm. or quitting that lifestyle. Or I don't, I don't think I like felt that I was going to offend people. But I mean, at the end of the day, same as like my parents and my friends. Like I would hope that they would prefer me be happy than to label me a quitter, right? Yeah. I mean, if you were to see like somebody else. If they weren't happy and they chose to change, like that's a good decision for them.
0: And I think it's one thing to quit something when you're building the skills and it's a little hard and you're like, oh, this is hard, I quit. Like that's a different version of quitting than what we're talking about, which is like you are giving your all to this job that in turn doesn't give a shit about you. If you died tomorrow, you'd be replaced. You know, you're like sacrificing your quality time with your family and your energy and your time for this job that doesn't care and you've given everything to it and then finally you're a depleted version of yourself and you decide from today on, I'm not doing this anymore. That is an empowering choice. It's not just like, oh, I'm trying to learn how to do this skill. Like when I was a kid and I took up flute and it was really difficult, so I quit like two lessons in. That's not the same same kind of thing. And I think everyone should be really proud of being a quitter if it's the latter version where you've given it your all and the systems in place have failed you. And now you're taking your power back and doing something else.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And we both come from right a scientific background. So we've joked, I mean, more than once about kind of life or business is basically an experiment, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. So, I mean, really, it's just kind of a trial and error and say something is working and then down the line it doesn't work any longer, doesn't serve you, then mm-hmm. that's okay to change. Like it was not a failure. You just got a data point and now you're going a different direction.
0: Yes, that's such a good way to put it. And I know we talk about that a lot, that there is no failure or no, any failing in life, really. I mean, there is in school when you're growing up, you can fail a course, or but in life, it is just trying things and if they don't succeed the way you wanted them to, that doesn't mean you failed. That means you just learned the wrong way to do it, which is just as powerful as knowing the right way, and will help you on your quest towards whatever you're working for, whatever goals and vision you have. And yeah, I'm proud of being a quitter. I'm proud that I pivoted. I'm proud that I was able to overcome this idea that I had so many years and got so many degrees and has so much student loans. I'm glad I overcame that idea to quit and pursue something that I really love. And I'm glad I've done that with a lot of things. Cars, relationships, homes, (laughs) states I've lived in and moved on from. It's a powerful thing. And this idea that quitting is bad or you're a failure or something like we have to get rid of that idea. Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, just I think my main takeaway is just to be maybe a little bit more intentional and more thoughtful with decisions that I make, big and small, and trying to evaluate if certain things are worth continuing on
0: or not. Yeah, totally. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode on the sunk cost fallacy We start these episodes and we have a topic and we never know which direction it's going to go. And I'm loving how I keep having like these light bulb moments where I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) It's really cool. So thank you so much for listening. Next week, we are going to be talking about money. I want to talk about abundance versus scarcity mindsets, another one of my favorite topics. So we'll be going over that next week. And I hope you join us. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your 9 to 5, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.